I'm your host, Aaron Groves, and welcome to the Pop Podcast. Hey, 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 guys, what is up? Welcome back to the Pop Podcast. It is just me in the studio today. I took everyone's feedback very directly and you all wanted more solo episodes. So I am going to record those to you. I love getting any type of feedback. It really helps me produce the content that you all want to hear. And obviously I love to hear positive feedback. So here we are, more solo episodes. And this first solo episode is going to be all about my fitness journey. I talk so much about health and fitness and how much it's completely transformed my life. And I think had I not gone on the fitness journey that I've gone on since I was 15, 16 years old and my life kind of took a turn, I 1000% would not be the person that I am today. So I wanted to do this first episode and just really go deep and open up about my entire fitness journey and why I preach all the things that I do because I don't think I've ever really sat down and spilled all the tea on me personally. So it's definitely something I need to get better at. And it's something that I work with myself internally on. So that is going to be the topic for today. But before we jump into it, I want to do a Scottsdale recap. This is what I like to call balance. I definitely am a health and fitness freak love all healthy foods, love love it all, all things health and wellness. <laughs> Can't say love enough. But I also truly believe in balance. And so one of my good friends, Patricia, it was her birthday. And so we went out to Scottsdale for the weekend. And y'all, it was so much freaking fun. I feel like this is my year of travel to places that I haven't been. I've never someone that's really fear travel. I feel like I've always gone with my family or I'm traveling back and forth from home. And I told you all about my Vegas experience. And then Scottsdale is next. I'm then going to San Francisco, Austin, and then Nashville as of right now are all planned for the rest of this year. So it was super fun. If you haven't been to Scottsdale before, I highly recommend whether it's a bachelorette party or even a couple's retreat, it would be so much fun. Or even for me to go by myself on a solo trip, there's so much to do. If you want to hit the party scene, there's a party scene. If you want to go golfing and hiking and spa, there's that there. It was honestly amazing. The weather was incredible. It was so nice and so different than Dallas. Dallas, I feel like gets very humid and has that just ah, when you walk outside, you feel like you just got hit by a steam of humidity. Like you feel like you're constantly sweating. I don't know how to describe that any better, but the dry heat in Arizona was awesome. It was so pretty just driving on the highway whenever we'd go out to eat or we were going out to the bars for her birthday, whatever it was. It was so much fun and such a 
good reminder of why I work so hard and why I do all the things that I do because those three days were just incredible. I got to meet two girls that I never met before and they were also amazing on the trip. So it was just one of those really good reminders that get out, balance, take a trip if you are wanting to. I obviously love going on trips with my girlfriends. I think they can either go one way and there's a bunch of drama or it can go the other way and things are amazing. And so that was awesome. I also hiked Camelback, which was very interesting because I'm not the biggest hiker, if I do say so myself. My mom texted me. and was like, you're going hiking? Are you sure? Are you positive you can do that? Uh, she knows me too well. So it was fun. I thought I was just the most incredible person ever by trying to race up the hill. Like I had to be the first one up there naturally because I'm super competitive and I almost fell down the hill. So that is what we like to call karma. But in all seriousness, <laughs> bring out my sarcastic, my sarcastic sense of humor here, but in all seriousness, it was a good trip. If you've never been to Scottsdale, go to Scottsdale. It was so much fun and I cannot say enough good things about it. One of my good friends, Riley, lives there. There's a bunch of good places to eat, whether you want Mexican food, pizza, seafood, hibachi, all of it. It's all there. So that is my Scottsdale recap. That is what I was up to last week. By the time this episode airs, uh, I will have been back from the rest of my traveling, but that kind of leads me right into the topic for today, which is all about my health journey. And this is such a topic that's so near and dear to my heart. And I know you all have loved every single nutrition episode and fitness episode, which I also love so much. And as I was writing down ideas and jotting down notes, I always do a lot of prep before I get into these interviews or episodes, I feel like there's so much that I just haven't shared about my journey that truly has shaped me. And it'll give you all a little bit more background on why the way I am and why I'm so passionate about this podcasting platform and why I'm so passionate about entrepreneurship. I think this fitness journey wasn't just about fitness. It was about molding me into the woman and the person that I am today. So I'm going to take you all back. As I've mentioned on episodes with my sister and with my dad, I come from a very athletic, sports-driven family. I love to talk sports. I love hanging with the guys. Aaron Andrews has always been a role model. Carissa Thompson. I love their podcast. Like I've always been very into sports. My mom, from the time I was little, always told me that you should go be a sports announcer. I felt like I could talk the talk. I couldn't necessarily walk the walk, but I was just always obsessed with sports and I did it all. I was a gymnast when I was little. I got injured a bunch, which gymnastics was my passion. If I never got injured and didn't grow to be five foot seven, I would 1000% want to be an Olympic gym gymnast. That's what I wanted to do my whole life. I'm obsessed with gymnastics. That's my favorite thing in the Olympics. So I did that. I was really good in gymnastics. And then once I got injured, my mom threw me into swimming. And this was at right around age eight. And again, my parents always threw us into sports. They both played sports themselves. My dad played in college. My mom played rec in college. My mom, tennis, my dad, 
all three sports, football, baseball, basketball. And so it really was just in my DNA and in my genetics. And I like to say that because I do think how you're born has a lot to do with how you develop. Do I think you can't change the mold? Absolutely not. I think that's the biggest lie that anyone could ever tell you. And the worst piece of advice is that you're stuck with how you are based off of your circumstances in your family. I truly and wholeheartedly do not believe that. And my story will kind of lead you to that. But to get back to the point, so I was a swimmer. My mom threw me into swimming after gymnastics. And that was the athletic gift that God gave me. I was a really good swimmer. I made it to States my freshman year in high school. I was always at the top. I was always in the top relay race. I was always winning competitions. If I wasn't number one, I was right there at number two, always going back and forth. I poured my heart and my soul into the sport, but there's always a part of me that felt like something was missing. And I got to my sophomore year of high school and I was training all the time. So I would wake up in the morning and work out. And then I would also work out in the evening. So I was literally eating, breathing, sleeping, and swimming. That's all my life was. And that's because I was breeding to do that in college. So my whole goal, my entire life was to be a D1 athlete. So didn't matter what happened. That was a trajectory that I wanted. That was the trajectory that my parents saw in me. That is what I wanted for my life. And so swimming was it. That was the gift that I was given. That was the sport that I was doing. I threw out everything else and went all in on swimming. And I'm a big universe girl, big believer in God. Faith is definitely a huge part of my life. And it's just the reminder that there's always a plan that's bigger than your own. And so when I was 15 years old, I got injured. I just overuse injury. Part of it was the way I was born. So I had to get part of my bone removed on my scapula. And that surgery and that not necessarily minor, but it wasn't like a completely tragic injury stopped my swimming career. So my entire life, I had structure and working out. I knew exactly what I was doing. I had a coach telling me what to do. I was gifted. Everything was kind of handed to me in a way. Uh, Obviously, I still had to put in the work, but things were just guided. And once I got that shoulder surgery, everything changed in my life. I completely lost my entire identity. I had no idea what I wanted to do, no idea who I wanted to be. And I felt like I had failed because I, my brother is also super athletic. My sister is, but she definitely has the brains of it. So I felt like I was that child that just had that natural gift. And I had the drive and the tenacity from my dad, definitely inherited that from him. And I felt completely lost. And this was at the age of 15. So not only am I a girl in high school, I was going through so many emotional changes and then this hit. And I lost it. Like I just completely lost who I was. I had no idea what to do to my life. And I remember I was just always crying and my mom would always, she's like a godsend, but I just remember her thing was, you can always dwell on the emotion, but you're not going to let that control and dictate where you're going. And she's been a great role model to me. My dad has been a great role model to me. And I really truly think that's why my life has ended up 
as it has because I just remember crying to her multiple times. And I just remember there was one time that I was just bawling crying and I was like, I don't even know if I want to, what I'm going to do with my life. Like, do I even want to be on this earth anymore? Like I was just going through a, an episode. And I remember my mom came into my room or she was in my room while we were talking and she's like, okay, first off, I think you need to go see someone. I think you need to go talk to someone and B, there's life after this. We're going to put you into working now that you're not in sports. You're going to go start applying for jobs. You're going to start networking with people. You're going to start putting yourself out there again. You're not going to let this one event stop you from everything. And in that surgery, obviously, I wasn't exercising at all. I wasn't really getting any endorphins. I kind of just hit this flat point. And looking back now, I've never been so thankful that happened to me at 15 and 16 because my sister kind of mentioned this in her episode, but I went through things so much younger than I feel like most people do. And so I had already really gone through all of that kind of trauma and depressive episodes and not really knowing who I was at 16. And that is when I found running and I found work. And I still remember the day I, my mom made me get a job. I started working at a country club in Powell in the kids club. And I remember I was 16 and the only goal I wanted for my life was to marry someone that was wealthy. This sounds very superficial. Um, and be a housewife. And my mom, it's funny now because I got a job at a country club in the kids club where that was the majority of the persona. Nothing wrong with it. There's no judgment there. It also had a gym attached to it. And I still remember the day that I picked up my Nike tennis shoes that I was obsessed with and went for a run. It was the hardest thing that I think I had done in probably a year to a year and a half. And I never looked back. And that was really where my transformation started. I just started to get into running. I did, I want to say like a couch to a 5K or a couch to a half marathon. I don't remember exactly. This was right around the age of 16, my junior year of high school. And a lot of my friends were going out and partying. And I was still along that, along that track. But Working and fitness was always the number one priority. And I just remember the endorphins that I felt from running. And then I started getting super into lifting weights and I would go before school and I would be there on the weekends. And I was just obsessed with it. I was addicted to the endorphins. I was addicted to what it was doing for me on the inside and also the confidence that I felt on the outside. And I don't think I knew at the time that's really what it was because my first, and this is a learning lesson, I started strictly for appearance, like strictly for outside. I was super unhappy with my body. I was not secure in who I was. I didn't know who I was now that I lost swimming. And so I was like, okay, you have got to get back into shape. You need to lose the weight, switch your diet. My family eats healthy, but they're not super health freaks. I'm definitely the health freak. And so I started using my work money to buy healthy groceries. I would run all the time and it definitely became an obsession. I would say from 16 to about 20 I was running a lot. I would run four days a week, probably 25 to 35 miles. 
on top of lifting. I was resting maybe one day a week. Most times I was working out every single day and I was very, very strict with my diet. At first, I cut out pretty much all all carbs, which I'm by no means advising this. Again, I'm just sharing my story and the evolution that I've gone on. And so at first, it was very restrictive. It was a lot of running. I was weightlifting. It was strictly appearance. And as I've gotten older and as my body has begun to change and grow in different ways, as I've developed physically and as I've developed mentally, I think that's really where I started to notice that fitness was a journey. And I would say about two years in, so maybe it was 18 or 19, the lady that I was actually babysitting for, she went to a hot yoga studio in Columbus, Ohio, Harbor Yoga. Angie was on the podcast. They completely and totally changed my life. And I remember I walked into that class. It was super hot. It was a super good workout. But that was the first time that I did a workout strictly for my mental health. And it was a weird kind of light bulb moment for me because my whole journey for the last three-ish years had been so physical. Everything I wanted to do, running, I wanted to make sure I had abs. I wanted to make sure I had that picture perfect body. Everything I was doing was very physical. But the second I stepped into the yoga studio, there's just something different. There's something different about the energy. There's something different about the workout. And there's something different about the mental release. Nothing caps the running high that you get. I still to this day swear by it. But yoga just did something different for me. And that's really where my yoga journey started. I went to that studio probably three to four times a week until I graduated from college and moved to Dallas. That studio, I'd recommend it to anyone. If they had a studio in every single city, I would franchise it tomorrow. I think what they do for people and how they bring together the intensity of runners and super competitive athletes with yoga just really brings together everything that I needed in my life. So That is when I got into yoga was probably around age 18 to 19. And I was still in that mindset of a little bit obsessive. It was definitely controlling my thoughts. I was, it was also controlling the things that I would be doing. I wouldn't go out or travel to certain things if I was training for a half marathon or my life revolved around working out and eating. And that's one thing And kind of why I I preach the things that I do now, because I think it's really easy to get lost in the outside image when you first start working out. I think it's super easy to get lost in a scale, which I've never weighed myself. I've never counted a macro or micros or all that type of stuff that people do. I've never done that before and never really was up my alley. I always just focused on how I looked and That's one thing now looking back that I've definitely switched dramatically and really let go of control over. And so if you're in that phase of your life or maybe you're just getting started on your fitness journey, I always tell people, find something that you really like to do. Find something that makes you not only feel good and look good, but something that is a mental release. Because what you'll start to realize is that 
Fitness is so much more about the mental than it is about the physical. Do I think the physical leads into the mental part? 1000%. But I think for me, it's getting up every single day and working out and not being as reactive and not being as hurt by things or taking things personally. It makes me more calm because I'm very high energy. As you all know, it's just completely transformed. And it's funny because my mom has even said something to me before. I remember her being like, you're not as dramatic as you used to be. And it's a true testament to fitness. And to kind of continue on with the timeline of my journey, I got super into running. Obviously, I mentioned that. I ran two half marathons. My second one I really wanted to go for a certain time. I hit that time. I also had a boatload of injuries along the way. I ran through stress fractures. I ran through shin splints. I mean, you name it, I did it. I had a torn labum in my right hip. Any injury you could think of, this chick probably has had it. And so that was my first kind of telltale sign. Okay, hey, you got to take this step back. It's obsessive. You're starting to not do certain things. This was also in college when everyone's out there experiencing life. And I didn't really want to go on spring break and party with everyone. And I didn't really want to go out every single Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. I would rather work or I'd rather work out. And it's also funny too, because the number of people that made fun of me for working out and doing something healthy I still remember this story, and this is a little bit of a tangent, but I still remember this to this day. I was in Fort Lauderdale on a spring break trip, and maybe I've told this before, but if you're new here and you're just tuning in for the first time, here you go. I was on a spring break trip. There was probably eight or nine of us in the, in the suite together, and I obviously brought my running shoes. I was going to go for a run. That's what I wanted to do. The girls were making videos at the time of spring break trip. I want to say GoPro was super in then. I don't really remember exactly what the situation was, but basically they were taking videos. And in this video, there's a video taken of me while I think I was sleeping and my running shoes were next to me. And it was making fun of me. It was basically like, ha ha ha. She's the only girl that would bring running shoes on a spring break trip. Like stop running and go out and have a drink or something along those lines. And these are my close girlfriends. Needless to say, we're no longer friends with them, but it's just funny to think back to because I thought I was doing something that was good for me and something that made me feel really well, but yet there's people around me that were making fun of that and ignore all of that. We live in a world, and I'm going to touch on this a little bit in the next episode, everyone's telling you what you should do. And I'm telling you, it's your fitness journey. It's your life. If you hate running, don't run. If you love going for walks, go for walks all day long. If you love yoga, go to yoga. If you're like, Aaron, I have no idea where to start, start with a walk. Start going to a yoga class. When you try more things, you're going to find what works for you and what works in your body. And when you find what you love with what works in your body, you're going to find that perfect combination that's going to help you both physically and mentally. And that's all you really can ask for when it comes to fitness. And so, That was kind of my college experience before I got on the tangent, but it was in college that I kind of started, okay, Erin, this is a little bit obsessive. We got to tone it down. And my last two years, I still was running, but I started to 
lessen up on the grip a little bit. I definitely started going out more. I was hanging out with my friends. I focused more on my nutrition and eating everything that I needed to. I was having more outlandish meals. Like I gave up pizza for a few years. I would eat a burger when I had given up bread before. Like I just started incorporating things that I had cut out and that restrictive. And that's a really freeing feeling. I think when you're along a fitness journey and your body's changing and your mind is changing, it's going to call to you for certain things. And I think that's one thing that I always trusted myself on was if I'm really craving something or craving a movement or craving rest, I really needed to listen to that because that's usually your body telling you that you need that for some reason and your body knows what you need. And so that's another piece of advice that I always try to give people is, hey, listen to yourself. If something feels off or if something feels wrong, definitely tune in to that internal calling. And after college, I moved to Dallas, and I would say that was kind of my second biggest roadblock. I had been a runner for, what, six years, seven years by that point. I was 22. I was moving to Dallas. I didn't have a yoga studio at the time. I had belonged to Lifetime Fitness, but I could just tell that my body was very burnt out from running and lifting. I'd done a lot of pounding. I was having asthma troubles when I first moved here, and that's actually when I found Core Power. And that is when my teaching journey and yoga obsession kind of began. So Harbor definitely brewed that inside of me and put the fire in me to become an instructor. I knew just watching Heidi and Angie and Kelly Harrington and all of the teachers that were there that I wanted to be a teacher. And so when I moved to Dallas, I thought, what a better time than to joined a yoga studio. I knew Core Power was a corporate name. And so I gave up running for the most part and I gave up lifting and I just went heads first into yoga. So I did their sculpt classes, which was still lifting kind of hip based. And then I did yoga. And I think that was the first time in my life that I really started to go internal on fitness. And I touched a little bit about how the mental part was huge, but I didn't really understand the why. I didn't really understand the science behind it. I just am very simple-minded. So I had the direct association between when I work out and when I look good, I feel good and I want to always feel good. And so that direct correlation just had me continuing down the working out path. And I get asked a lot of times about consistency, and this is going to be the most boring answer, but I was just addicted to the endorphins. I was addicted to the way I felt and I always wanted to feel that way. So for me, and I've been like this since I really started my fitness journey, it's not necessarily hard for me to get up because I'm so attached to the feeling after and how productive I am and the things that I accomplish that the 30, 45 or an hour workout is well worth the 23 hours of growth and the lifetime of growth. So I would say that's kind of my biggest tip for people who are struggling to be consistent or p- people who are struggling to start working out. It's like once you start doing something that really makes you feel good and then you look good, you're going to want to start doing it if you're trying to achieve happiness and you're trying to get towards growth. So that's my biggest, I know that's a question I get a lot and it's actually a question that 
I had saved from the end from you all, but I'll just answer that now. I think when you really truly find something that you love to do, it's a lot easier to be consistent with it. Kind of like if you love to hang out with your best friend or you love to drink water, it's along those same lines. And I know obviously when you're in the meat of the workout, it's not always the best, but I just always attach myself to the feeling after there's never a workout that you regret. So that is my advice on consistency and yoga. Coming back to the story. This is the most long-winded story, Spider. Jesus. Um, <laughs> guys, I'm very long-winded. I could talk for forever. So back to yoga, which will kind of round out my fitness journey so you're not here all day. So we went from running into yoga teacher training. And this is when I transformed the most personally. This is when I saw the biggest impact from fitness to my actual personal life. Did I gain more self-confidence when I was running? Yes. Did I gain more independence? Yes. Were there a lot of things subconsciously going on? Absolutely. But I think when I found yoga and went through the teacher training, it just started making me A, allow myself to be more vulnerable. The Enneagram 8 in me doesn't really allow that and kind of allowed me to let go of control. Working out for me can be a control thing. I'm controlling what I'm eating. I'm controlling when I'm going to the gym. I'm controlling the output that I have. And so it was during this training that I realized I just needed to relax and really let things flow. And for the last, what, three years now, 2019 until now, three years, I've been predominantly yoga until about two months ago. So I really dove headfirst into yoga. I would do it five to six days a week. I still had those hit classes and would go to, I did sprinkled in Barry's boot camp a little bit in there, but running just really wasn't part of my training. And honestly, it was such a nice break. I think my body was just so burnt out from hit workouts and from running and from all that impact that it really was calling to me that yoga is where you need to be. And I think it's because I needed something deeper mentally. I needed to really spiritually go internal on who is Aaron. You're 23, you're 24 years old. You're trying to really figure out who you are and where you want to go. And for me personally, the yoga mat is where that transformed for me. Connecting my breath to a movement, being silent and alone with yourself. I think whether you're running or whether you're at the gym, the endorphins are one thing, but it's also being alone with yourself, being alone with your thoughts. And a lot of people struggle for that, struggle with that. And it challenges you in a different way. Not only does it challenge your body and your mind, but it forces you, if you're not someone that is super consistent with working out, to put yourself in a position that you're not used to. And the only way to grow is to step outside of your comfort zone. No growth comes from inside the four corners of your box. It's when you take a step outside of that. And whether that's switching from running to yoga or switching from lifting weights to Pilates or going from Pilates to running, whatever it is, or even if you're going for a walk for the first time or you're starting a running program, no matter what it is and no matter where you're at on your fitness journey, you really are supposed to be where you are. And I think that's one thing that 
my journey has really taught me about myself is that it's not about the physical anymore. It's about the mental. Do I want to look good? Yes, because it makes me mentally feel good. But exercise to me is an outlet that I have my most creative thoughts. It's where ideas conspire. It's where I've met some of my best friends. It's where I've met people that have been on this podcast. It just has been such a life-changing experience for me. And that's why I wanted to share this story because fitness really truly is a journey. I went from intense restrictive to now I try all of the foods and I've tried all of the diets. I tried vegetarian that didn't work for me. I tried kind of a pescatarian, which was fine, but I still felt that it was super restrictive. Now I'm kind of on an intermittent fasting kick. And I honestly do this just to see how my body responds. I'm again, kind of addicted to where can I optimize? Where can I be more productive? Where can I get my mental focus and my mental clarity the most now? And I would say I eat a pretty plant-focused diet. So I went from a lot of fruits and vegetables and low carbs to now I'm a lot more carb heavy. I'm more plant focused. I try to, I do eat protein, but I really try to fill my plate with plants. And that's when I really saw the transformation happen in my hair and in my skin and in my energy levels, which I know you've heard it on episodes before, but for me personally, that's really where I saw that transformation. And even my hairstylist, she was actually my nanny, was like, your hair got so much thicker and more full once you started eating everything, once you weren't as restrictive. And so that's kind of where I'm at in my fitness journey now. I love trying new things. I'll always go to new workout classes But it's really the foundation of who I am. And I think without swimming, without the injury, without running, and without yoga, I would not have the mindset. I would not have the personality. And I would not be as optimistic. And that's why I wanted to share that because it's easy to look at someone like me on the outside and make assumptions. And I talked about this a little bit on Whitney's episode, but you see energetic, you see blonde hair. And you see young female and you make assumptions. But when you really peel back the layers and you take the time to listen to the people around you stories or my stories, you realize that they have been on a journey. And I didn't get to be this person overnight. And it was all of those struggles and learning lessons and learning, honestly, what not to do. What didn't work in my body? I personally need protein. I don't think I could ever be plant-based. I think I would love to try it one day just to say I did, but that just doesn't work within my body and that doesn't mean it's wrong. Intermittent fasting has been fine for me right now. I do get a little hungry around 1030, but another 30 minutes is really not that big of a deal for me. Usually I'm on calls anyway. So that is where I'm at today. I feel like I'm in a much better place. I still do yoga. I've been on a super running kick right now, but I'm just listening to my body. Our bodies change as we get older. I know I'm only 25 years old, but there's probably going to be a soul episode in five years of how it's changed before I had kids or after I had kids, God willing. So I just wanted to share that and give you all a little bit of background just on my story 
And if you have any other questions or comments or you want feedback, I know I've shared what I eat in the day on my story a little bit and some of the little things that I do every day. But if you, if this is a topic that you want to hear more about and you want me to dive into a little bit deeper, I can always go very into all things health and wellness. But I just think if there's any pieces of advice I could give, it's just listen to your body. I always tell people to lead with plants. Always, 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 always. I just think you can't go wrong when you're incorporating whole foods. And I know it's a blanket statement that almost every single person has, but there's nothing that infuriates me more than when someone says a banana is bad for you, but go eat a block of cheese. I'm going to disagree with you there. I think that if you're incorporating fruits, you're incorporating vegetables, you have protein, things are going to work out in your favor. You're going to be full for longer. You're going to have more energy. Your gut is going to be happier. Your skin is going to be happier. Your hair is going to be happier. All of the things are going to work better. And you're also going to be more productive at work. You're probably going to be a happier friend, spouse, partner, whatever the situation is that you are in. And life is going to turn around. I cannot say enough about treating your body the way it should be treated. And I think that's all I have for you all. And I guess since the question I asked is, what am I grateful for? I'm going to say I'm grateful for my body. I'm grateful that I have the ability to go out and work out, that I am healthy enough and have the financial capability to buy all the healthy foods that I want and try all of the exotic foods that I know I always post on Instagram. And if you are not following me on Instagram, it is at pop with Aaron, P-O-P with Aaron, E-R-I-N. I will put all of this in the show notes and thank you all for tuning in and I will be back with another solo episode next Monday.